Dubai I 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. 103.8. Let's now turn our attention to, if we can, to an extraordinary story from an extraordinary woman who's, in fact, joined us live here in studio. A few years ago, she was nearly paralysed uh, in a bike crash, only to recover months later, and rather than just uh, sit on her laurels, decided to run a marathon. Now, since then, she's been running marathons and cycling to raise money for charity and awareness. She's in town, and we are very happy to say that she's joined us live here in the studio. Headmistress uh, at Ardrex School in Perthshire, Scotland, uh, Ali Kinch joins us live here in the studio. Ali, thank you so much indeed for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Really appreciate your time this morning and uh, coming to join us to tell us about your extraordinary story. A story, well, I suppose, a, a story that s- started in part back in 2013. Is that when the accident was? That's right. Yes, July 2013. Tell us about the accident. So really, I think we need to think about the time of year. It was right at the beginning of our summer holidays. So I was looking forward to eight weeks of glorious holidaying um, and I was invited to play tennis at a friend's house so you need to imagine that we lived very remotely in a Scottish glen and the tennis court of my friend's house was 14 miles away so I got on my road bike and went off and had a lovely game of tennis Um, and then on the way back cycling back and I had a message pop up on my phone which was on a a stand in front of me from my husband saying get a move on so Mm. I thought writing in a time trial it back um, and I looked at my watch and set off at a a fast pace went down zooming down a hill round a corner and my front tire um, was nicked on a a bit of crumbling tarmac um, and lost control and went straight over a fence and over a cliff um, at which point I blacked out but um, I, I woke up probably about half an hour later lying on my back in, in the middle of a remote glen all by myself. Um, and there, there were a few miracles uh, to the story. My, I could see my bike quite a long way away from me. I could see my location. I was next to a, a hunting lodge. Um, but the, the miracle was that my backpack had come off, however I'd flown over the, over the cliff. And it was right next to my right shoulder it hadn't gone very far and the only part of my body that I could move was my right hand so I was able to put my hand into the bag get my mobile phone out and here's another miracle there's never usually a signal in that glen and there was one bar of signal Um, so I rang up my husband I didn't at this point think that I'd really injured myself badly Uh, my nose was hurting I remember that and I said, oh, darling, can you just come pick me up? I've fallen off my bike, and I think I've scraped my nose. It's hurting a bit. Um, so he said, yeah, I'll come get you. So, um, And then at that point, I thought, golly, I actually can't move anything else other than my right arm. So I phoned my own ambulance, and the ambulance arrived at a, a similar time to my husband. Um, and they just thought, oh, no, this is this is really, really serious. So... They call the helicopter because obviously it was going to be a long journey to the hospital because we were so remote. Um, so Scotland's charity air ambulance came to my rescue um, and I was pumped full of morphine and I was in fighting spirit. They, they were, had to put me in a, 
a coffin-like space in the in the helicopter, and I was saying, "I am not dead yet. Stop putting <laughs> me in this coffin." Um, and they flew me off to to Dundee to hospital there, um, and the the consultant who specialises in back and neck injuries was actually on holiday which was rather unfortunate so um it wasn't as seen they weren't senior medics that saw me and they felt that they ought to fly me back to glasgow for an operation after they'd done all the scans and everything um and i i still didn't really think that there was that much wrong with me but they had had a quiet word with my husband and said this is really grave you need to go home and and start turning the house into a house for a paraplegic, uh, for a wheelchair access and all the rest of it. So that was pretty devastating for him. And I was still very high on morphine and um, arguing with the doctors because they cut my very expensive new skort off with scissors. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... I, in the end, they decided that they weren't going to send me to Glasgow. They would wait for the consultant to get back from hospital. And I was just put on my back in bed. But then um, all my organs started to close down. And particularly my bowel, I don't know how gruesome you want me to get here, but um, it filled with gas Mm. really, really dramatically. And I looked like I was about... 40 weeks pregnant with triplets um, and it was going to explode. That was that was the next drama. Um, but so they were rushing me into surgery. They were going to do surgery. And then again, another another doctor said, actually, let's just wait. Mm. Let's just wait. And eventually my organs started working again. And, and so so that was fine. Then the consultant got back from hospital, uh, Mr. Valentine, and he he basically said he looked at all the x-rays. I had more x-rays and he said, I think there's a glimmer of hope here. I, th- I think there's something fusing together. And I just latched onto that then. Yeah. And that the, the mindset completely changed and um, I, I was going to get better. In terms that. of the, the, the list of injuries uh, the, uh, and the, the initial report from the doctors i mean what did they tell you or what did they tell your husband what had you done i yes sorry i had neglected to say that so i had multiple uh, breaks in my back yeah. and my neck and um the fact that my nose was hurting so much every single bone in my nose had been shattered as well wow. <laughs> yes so but it, it hadn't lost its shape so yeah. it was Lucky there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the initial prognosis. And then you talked about, the, you know, the, the, having given a little bit of time, etc. Mm. What, what was the sort of ongoing prognosis? Was that, that little bit of hope? Was that the one thing that you sort of latched onto and went, OK, give me that glimmer and that's what I'll go with? Yes. So I was lying flat on my back for a very, very long time in yeah. hospital. Um, and then eventually I, I was pestering pestering and pestering every day can I try and get up can I try and get up after all the organs had got going again and they they wouldn't let me for a while and eventually they gave in and it took several days for me to be able to get up my legs just wouldn't work anymore and it was really frustrating and upsetting Mm. Um, but I was so determined and I kept getting the physio to come back every day come back come back want to try again want to try again and then eventually I stood and after that, they put me in a, a great big full body brace that that came down to my thighs and basically up to my up to my chin, uh, and I was in that for a jolly long time. But I was able to move around and was discharged, 
Uh, and then after the eight weeks holiday, we'd spent quite a lot of time up in the northwest coast of Scotland. I was just sitting in an armchair listening to Test Match Special, most of it, because <laughs> it was raining outside. Um, and yes, it, I, I got better and, and I didn't miss a single day of school. Extraordinary. Went back in really? September, yes. Mm-hmm. For, the new, for the new term? Yes. <laughs> so how long in hospital? Um, I was in hospital for about a month. Okay. Yeah. And so, then obviously uh, recovering at home straight yes, after that. Yeah. Okay. You're listening to The Agenda. It's all about your news and your views. On Dubai I 103.8. Uh, we're in conversation with the headmistress at Ardvrek School in Perthshire, Scotland. Ali Kinch joins us live in studio uh, to talk to us about her and her extraordinary journey. Um, a lifelong teacher who faced being paralysed after a horror bike crash uh, back in 2013, who went on to make a miraculous recovery to run a marathon just 10 months later. That's right. Um, she is here to tell that story. Um, and when we left you, Ali, you were in a full body brace, um, considering your recovery as well. So at what point of that recovery? I mean, you mentioned there about the sort of the little glimmer of hope that you sort of latched onto, which is one thing. And then you start feeling your body mending itself and you get back into uh, the routine. You're back at school as well. But what, 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 what point do you make the decision to run a marathon? Well, I'd already signed up for it before, ah, before okay. the accident. And so I was pretty gutted not to be able, well, in my head, not to be able to do it for a while. And then once I was back at school on the 1st of September in my full body brace, and I thought, well, I'm pottering about here. Um, if I can walk now, then surely soon I'll be able to run. And so in October, I started to be able to take the body cast off for little short periods of time and that was built up until it was a whole day and then I would have to wear it in bed and eventually by the end of October I didn't need it anymore which was great and I thought well you know I'm gonna try a little potter and um, went for a run on on grass so it was you know Mm. nice and soft surface Uh, and I found that it was okay and so took it very steadily and went further and further and thought, yeah, I can, I can do this. Do you think, with the benefit of hindsight, that that... And it was, you, you're probably sort of flying in the face of all medical advice, you know, mm-hmm. take it, rest and recuperation, etc. But do you think, given your character and your understanding of yourself, that uh, on reflection that helped and sped up the recovery for you? Oh, absolutely. The positive mindset um, is, is really important and, and we really coach that in our children at school. Yeah. Um, if, you, if you think you can, then you know, you're pretty much there. Um, so it's, it's definitely, I think, all in the head with a little bit of luck as well, mm. I think. But fortune favours the brave. So you know, if, if, you, if you've got that little glimmer of hope, then latch onto it and, and go for it. So within a year of the accident, within 10 months in fact, mm-hmm. you ran the marathon? I ran the London Marathon, yes, um, and I raised quite a bit of money for FAB, which is physically handicapped and able-bodied children. Mm. Um, it didn't stop there, though, did it? You decided that uh, off the back of that success, you would continue. So what have you din- done since then? Right. Well, because obviously Scotland's charity air ambulance saved me, I decided to become a bit of an, an ambassador for them. So I am a volunteer and I do some talks for them and go to events and promote it. 
Um, and sometimes I do the, the talks at, at events with the actual paramedic that saved me, which uh, he's my big hero. Uh, so we do a bit of a double act, which is quite fun. Um, but yes, we have carried on. And now that I'm head at, at the school, I've introduced a, an annual charity partnership. And the first year that we did, we, we raised money for SCAR, which is the, the Scotland's charity air ambulance. Uh, and I challenged my staff to cycle the North Coast 500 with, with me, which is basically 500 miles round the coast of Scotland. And it's very hilly. In fact, we hadn't realised quite hilly it was. <laughs> we'd, we'd cycled the height of Everest by the time we'd finished. <laughs> and more challenges uh, in the pipeline? Well, yes, we are now, well, we've, we've got off our bikes for a little bit and we are raising money for a musical charity, the Amber Trust, this time. And we are all trying to learn an instrument and get to grade one, an instrument that we've never picked up before. So it's a grade one a thon, and we yeah. have to have a, a distinction in uh, the ABRSM music exam by May. <laughs> That's a challenge. It, uh, this, this will come across as a, as a very facile question, but a question I have to ask. I mean, how do you feel that the accident and the recovery thereafter has changed your life? Has it changed your life? Has it changed your approach to life? Um, well, I remember saying to some friends afterwards, when, when I'd realised that I was going to recover, I, um, I, we were just in conversation and I said that, gosh, you know, this has really made me think I've got to grab life by the throat and, and really go for it and, you know, do lots of mm. crazy things and exciting things. And they all went, oh, my goodness, you know, because they felt that I was already doing that anyway. Yeah. So they were worried. <laughs> yeah. Your actions since the accident have helped to inspire others to take up uh, similar causes is that something that you're proud of the sort of ambassadorial role that you are having now by telling your story and by living by example you can impart that on others well absolutely Uh, being a teacher obviously we have to instill in the children that charitable activity is is really important particularly in a in a prep school we're, we're educating privileged children and it's absolutely paramount that we instill in the children that looking after others is of utmost importance so absolutely yes well it's wonderful of you to be here in by here for the uh, boarding school show is that right that's right yes so the anderson education boarding school show so we were at the grosvenor house hotel for the last couple of couple of days um recruiting children from well, dubai so really yeah. hope that you've enjoyed your time here i really appreciate you coming in and telling us your extraordinary story just uh, last one from you advice to people out there who might be going through, um, well, we hope not similar circumstances, but if they are feeling a little bit desperate at the moment, if they are recovering from an injury, if they are a little bit lost as to what to do next, what is your advice to people out there that, are, that, 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 need, uh, that need a little pick-me-up? Well, I, it's, it's all in the mind. Um, success and, and getting better and getting life back on track is is definitely a mindset so you you need to get your mind in the right place um and be positive we call it at odd rec positive erosity um and yeah as long as you have the right mindset that you'll make it 
Ali, bless you. Thanks so much indeed for coming in. Thanks for telling us your story. Thank you. And all the best to the beautiful homeland of Scotland as well upon your return. Our thanks to uh, Ali Kinch for joining us live here on the uh, show. Uh, do check out uh, the school as well, Ardvrek School in Perthshire, Scotland, uh, to find out more. This is Dubai Eye 103.8.